0: Welcome back to another week of the Lies We Listen To podcast. This is where we're going through this series, The Lies We Listen To. And after each Sunday, we interview a different pastor on staff about the specific lie we talked about. This week, we talked about the lie, I am worthless. Um, but before we get into that topic today, we have Pastor Caleb with us. Go ahead and say hi. Hello. We're so glad you can hear. You you can be here. I can hear, <laughs> and can I'm hear. here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and for those of you who don't know, me and Caleb are married. We are. And so that's fun. Uh, that's a fun fact, I guess. Um, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna spend some time getting to know you. So tell us um, a little bit about yourself and your job and Mm -hmm. how long you've been at BCA
1: yeah so for myself uh where to begin I'm born and raised in Snohomish County Uh, I was born in Arlington grew up there my whole life went to Northwest University for a few years um got to join the staff here at BCA uh on, I think it's like April 5th or something, will be my six year anniversary of being on staff. So that's pretty cool. Um, I started as the junior high pastor, and then I got to be our associate youth pastor for a season, helping lead some campus clubs. And there were some open doors for us to do that. Um, And then over a period of time, got to step into being our kind of head youth pastor. And that sort of a deal. And so for the last six years, I've gotten to just invest into our youth and into our students and all of that and it has been an awesome, awesome time, Mm -hmm. and yeah, uh, a fun fact about me, uh, I also get to work some construction, so I like building and doing stuff like that, Um, and like, yeah, I like basketball, if you ever want to talk basketball with me, I will enjoy that, Yeah. and I play video games, I do, so (laughs) there we go.
0: Yeah, exactly, so... I mentioned last week for the people who listened that we have a dog named Theo. We do. Um, and just for fun, I was I wanted to make you talk about being a pet parent.
1: I hate that. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> I knew you would, but we're gonna bring it up yeah. anyways. And um, can you tell us a time when Theo made you look like a fool?
1: <laughs> made me look like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness well there's been like a lot of times I mean like the other day even which okay so th- like this is not an in public moment right but I just felt like a fool <laughs> and so the other day it was my day off and I'm home and I'm working on a couple of things around the house and I was reorganizing one of our guest bedrooms and I'm doing it and it got to a spot where I'm just like I need the dog out of the way So I was like, I'm going to put him into his crate for a little bit. He'll be able to chill and mellow out, all those things. And so I take him over. I don't know if this Mm -hmm. is bad to share. I take him over and I put him into the crate. And he's like trying to fight to get out. So I'm like, okay, buddy, like come here really quick. I had a treat. I was going to give him a treat. I was going to pet him and just kind of be like, hey, you're all good. So then I go to like get him back in the crate. And he turns around and our crate is one of those ones. It's not like super strong or anything, but it's one of the ones where you lift up and hook it. And then you take a latch and latch it. And so I pick it up to go and put it. And he, in a matter of a half of a second, as I am latching the drop-down portion of it, Puts himself halfway in it so the top latches and the bottom doesn't and I'm just watching our dog just like flail around <laughs> trying to get out and I have to like throw up the thing and let him out and then sit with him for a second because I feel bad yeah. and then ultimately I had to get him back in the crate right. and I just was sitting there and I was just like dog I just wanted to put you in there for five minutes so I could move some stuff that I can't right. let you get into and so that was a brief moment. Uh, yeah, there's a whole host of times. The your, your moment you want me to share about.
0: I was I used. No, the I moment wasn't that you want me you too, to that, that I will share moment. about was
1: there was one night where I was playing <laughs> I was playing video games with uh, Jacob Davis and Matthias Bloomfield. We're playing some Call of Duty, and <laughs> while we're playing, I'm sitting there and I hear Sierra. This is like eleven at night. I hear her yell, "Caleb, Caleb, Caleb!" <laughs> <laughs> and I run, I like get up and I'm just like, what's going on? Run out. I'm wearing like a pair of purple sweatpants. Yeah. Just like chilling, go out there. And the dog is just like in the corner of the yard. At first she couldn't see him. He's in the corner of the yard next to our little woodshed. Yeah. Just chilling there, staring around a corner like a total weirdo. And I had
0: thought he ran away. She had that thought was... he had <laughs> ran away. That's
1: why she was freaking out the way she did. It was understandable. But I walk over and I'm like, I see him. So then I step outside, I have some treats, and I'm like, come on, buddy. Like, we'll trade. (laughs) You come here, I'll give you the treats. And he just starts booking it around the yard like crazy. (laughs) So then we're like, we'll give him a couple of minutes. We give him a couple of minutes, and he's just booking it around. And then it's also like, this was when it was like 20 degrees out. Right. So it's freezing cold. cold. We're trying to get this done. So then I'm like, Theo, you got to come here, man. We're trying to get him. And I just start chasing the dog around the yard and I am running and then he runs up on the porch at one point and Sierra had a great chance just to scoop him up and she does it and I yelled, look alive!
0: It was like, it was like, you caught me so off guard because I'm doing the best I can and then you just go,
1: look alive! Because I just wanted to get the dog. So I keep chasing him, keep chasing him, finally we get him. And uh, he was in trouble that night. Yeah. But I felt like a fool. If any of our neighbors were looking out their window, yeah. they just saw me running in a circle after the dog, yelling, yeah. and yeah, that was a moment. But I love our dog, Theo's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, it's a random story. It's just a fun, a fun thing that has to do with nothing. So thanks for sharing, even though I made you. Okay. Um, so like I said before, we're, we're talking about the topic, I am worthless. Um, Can you share initial thoughts either about, you know, the sermon this weekend you had or that topic or...
1: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think Pastor Adam's message was really good on the topic of just yeah. going in and diving into this lie that the enemy tries to speak to of to us of, I am worthless, as mm-hmm. if we don't have a worth, as if we don't have a value, as if we have done things that have brought ourselves so low that we no longer have anything worth fighting for, worth being able to look to or anything like that, that we look in the mirror and we just think that we're nothing and we have no value, right? I think Pastor Adam did an incredible job, and if you're listening to this or watching this, and you did not have a chance to check out that message. I just want to encourage yeah. you, check it out. Check it out on the podcast. Check it out on the website. Um, just be blessed by that word and what Pastor Adam shared. Mm. But when I think about the idea of I am worthless, and Pastor Adam was taking us through a little bit of the story of the beginning, talking about mm-hmm. Adam and Eve and the moment that the enemy brings about these lies and all of these different things to them. And there's a reality that for us, the times that we feel worthless are fueled by lies. They're Mm -hmm. fueled by lies. They're fueled by times when we think that our worth is attributed to our actions, as if it's attributed to how good of a person we are. They're attributed to what we bring to the table. Maybe it's like, man, I have value if I'm able to be successful, if I'm able to make Mm -hmm. money, if I'm able to provide in a certain way. Mm -hmm. But that's not where our worth lies. That's not what God looked down and said had to matter. God actually looked at us in the midst of what people would say is worthlessness and said Mm -hmm. we had immense value. Yeah. And so when I think about the lie, I am worthless, it's having to change our perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's something important that we see throughout Scripture of God calling us from the reality of our sin mm-hmm. into the reality of being justified and sanctified yeah. and now walking with Him. The reality that He looks at us and no longer sees us through the lens of sin but by the blood of Jesus sees us as washed as white as snow. Yeah. We might not feel that way always. We might not always feel like we are no longer walking in sin and that sort of a thing, but recognizing that He now sees us different helps us to see that's the value. Um, Pastor Adam used an awesome example of, I believe it's American pickers, where they go around and they're picking out different things from like barns and shops and lofts and all these random spaces that look like garbage, they look like trash. But they know how to look at these things and know the value of them and that Mm -hmm. kind of a deal. Somebody else might go through and they might say, this is worth nothing. Or they look and they say, it's worth all this money. They don't know the actual value. Mm -hmm. And so for us, sometimes we look in the mirror and we actually are looking at somebody who does not realize the value of what is in the mirror. We're not realizing the value of which that God sees us. And Mm -hmm. so when it comes again, this idea of I am worthless, we are worth far more than we could ever imagine. And a reason for that is because we were paid for by a price that was so much more than we ever could imagine, the blood of Jesus washing over us. Like the fact that God was willing to go and send His only begotten Son so that we could have life, that price that was paid shows the value and the worth that we have. And although we don't always feel as though we have worth, we very, very much so do. That's some of my initial thoughts. That sort of yeah. A thing.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And um, I think like when it comes to worthlessness, I I feel like people struggle with it for different reasons and different ways. And you kind of hit on um, some of those some of those things, like how we evaluate ourselves. Um, I think oftentimes, you know, people measure worth based off success, mm-hmm. based off of. Um, likability or agreeability—if people are in agreement with them, they feel great about themselves. If people start disagreeing with mm-hmm. them, um, their worth in their minds plummets. Um, are there any specific ways, you know, in your life that you have struggled with this lie, or is there a time that you would be willing to talk about? Um, yeah. In your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, for the sake of time, I won't go through like my whole story or anything mm-hmm. like that, but. I would say that there were seasons in my life where the way that I was living, the way I was acting very much so made me look around and just be like, God, I'm not honoring you. God, I'm not representing you well Mm -hmm. in these moments. Um, Maybe even in some scenarios, being able to look and be so harsh as to say, God, I'm not even supporting people right now. I'm tearing people down. What's going on? Um, And a lot of that was when I was younger and that sort of a thing. And There's a reality that you have to reckon with those decisions and I had to reckon with that. I had to look and I had to say this sin, this way I'm living um, is not right. It Mm -hmm. is not God honoring. But that sin does not make me worthless. That sin does not take away my value in which God the Father sees me. It doesn't change the fact that Jesus chose to die for me. It doesn't change the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to walk with me and lead me and guide me and empower me, that sort of a thing. But it does mean that I have to be willing to acknowledge the change that has to take place. Yeah. You know. So in that season of living out things, um, just pretty overtly in terms of sin and that kind of a deal, it took a moment of just kind of reckoning and it took that moment of realizing there was a path forward. Mm -hmm. That there was a way that could change. And the way that I believe for myself, and I believe that Scripture shows us, is that yes, we have to reckon with our sin, but we have to also, to kind of help ourselves get through it, realize that we were loved and chosen far before our sin was dealt with. Mm -hmm. And when you end up looking and seeing the goodness of God is not just trying to do everything right, check off all the boxes, so that you can qualify for some event, or you can get your ticket to heaven, or that sort of a thing. When you realize it's truly... His unmerited gift of grace that is given to us. When you realize that depth, it helps us to look with our sin and say, I now can change this Mm -hmm. because I realize the price that was already paid. I realize Mm -hmm. the value that already is there for me. Even when I have done things that have not necessarily exuded a lot of value, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, So kind of going off that question, and we'll spend a little bit of time here, but for someone who is trying to find their path Um, kind of like what you're talking about in uh, fighting this lie, I am worthless. What are some steps to that realization that you're talking about that they can take?
1: Yeah, you know, I think, I'll just be honest, I think first and foremost, it's finding time to be in the presence of God and to be with the Lord. Totally. I I think any time that we try to get practical without being supernatural in terms of what Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's wanting to do, we'll end up having it where we might have temporary solutions to really long-term problems. Yeah. And that doesn't mean there's not practical stuff. I'm going to list out some practical options yeah. after this. But I think it matters that we take that time to be in the presence of God, to look and see what mm-hmm. is it that God has for me. How does God see me? Take time. You know, this might seem so simplistic. But taking time to listen to worship music and ask God to read the word and just say, God, can you reveal things to me about myself? Man, if you're somebody who's dealing with feeling worthless, I want to encourage you, read through the Gospels mm-hmm. and read the story of Peter and then read into the book of Acts and continue to read that story of Peter and see the fact that he is someone whose society had said was worthless. Mm-hmm. Jesus had said there was value. Mm-hmm. He then performed actions, denies Christ, runs away from his faith, all these things. There's so many things to feel as if he was disqualified. Read the Gospel yeah. of John and then read Acts because he goes in this moment, he has this great fall and then Christ reinstates him And then he steps into these amazing things. What happened? He saw the worth that Jesus saw in him. Even when he had done things that he should have felt maybe a little worthless about. Again, it's not about his perception though. Mm -hmm. It's about the eyes that Christ has, that Christ sees us through. Our worth, I believe this is similar to what Pastor Adam said on Sunday morning. Our worth is only found in Christ. And when we truly let our worth only be found in Christ, we now have it where our decisions and those things, they are not things that we should be complacent in, Mm -hmm. but they now have a greater power. They have a greater means to it. You know, Romans 12, 1 through 2, it ends up looking, is it 12? Yeah, I think it's 12 or it's 11. I'm forgetting right now. But it says to present our lives as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord. Like when you look at this idea, it's looking and saying your life is so worth it. It is a worthwhile sacrifice to the Lord. And so even when we feel worthless, when we look to Christ, we surrender to Christ, we end up presenting ourselves to him. It's saying, Jesus, don't let me see with my eyes anymore. Let me see how you see. You look at my life and you said my life, is a worthwhile sacrifice. Yeah. You said it's of high value. You said it is worth receiving. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, can you help me to see that? Yeah. And so, I think going into the presence of God, taking that time to worship, reading the word, being inspired by that, taking time to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us, that sort yeah. of thing, very vital. Uh, practically, mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of these practicalities, though, that do matter. I think a part of it is looking at yourself and being willing to say, I'm not just gonna put myself down every day. Yeah. It is looking and saying, I'm gonna set up some guardrails mm-hmm. to start to remove myself from some of these decisions. But there is a reality for some people that the reason they feel worthless is not because of anything they have done, mm-hmm. but maybe it's because of stuff people have done to them. Yeah, And in those moments, again, it's looking and it's taking that time to heal. Mm-hmm. It's taking that time to come across, come alongside somebody yeah. and let somebody help you walk through that. Yeah. You know, that might look like reaching out to a pastor and having a pastor help um, lead you and guide you through some things within faith and that sort of a yeah. deal. It might look like having a counselor come alongside you and helping you to process and walk through some things. Yeah. But again, our worth in those moments, we can work through it. We need to process through it. But we do ultimately want to look with the foundation that it's found in Christ and seeing how he sees us.
0: Well, and before you keep going, that that theme of community and bringing people into these lies that we're fighting that's come up every single week, how important it is to have someone you can go to and in the midst of you struggling um, to fight a lie or in the midst of you just truly being in -hmm. that lie, believing it, to have someone next to you, go, nope, that's not the truth, or nope, don't do that to yourself, no, and be able to point out those moments that are kind of pitfalls. That is one of the beautiful things about community, and it's not the only um, way that your community serves you, but it is one of the greatest ways, at Mm -hmm. least in this series, as we're talking about lies, that's been one of the most practical things, is bring someone into your story, into the moment that you're in, And let them help you get out of the headspace that you're in. But I just wanted to add that. Go ahead and you can keep going.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's close to what I got. I mean, again, just within those practicalities, it comes with people being around you. It comes with moments of reflection. It comes with Mm -hmm. moments of surrender. Um, And it does come, and this is not to say it's like a pull yourself up by the bootstraps moment. I don't think it's at all that. But there does come a moment where it's looking and saying, am I willing to step past Mm -hmm. the way I felt? To at least start pursuing, even the smallest amount, pursuing that difference. If you have been feeling worthless, it's being willing to look and say, no matter how much anyone tells you that you have worth, Mm -hmm. there comes a moment that you have to tell yourself, I do have a worth. I do have a value. I am valuable in the eyes of God. And God Mm -hmm. sees me as that. And we obviously have times that we can pray and God can reveal himself and people can speak truth over you. And the scripture is going to affirm so, so much of that to you. Mm -hmm. But looking and saying, am I willing to receive? that now yeah. i think that's an important final moment Yeah, that's it.
0: huge that truly is well do you have anything else you want to add before we come to an end of this podcast
1: yeah you know i think the only other thing i'll just add is realizing that in our journey with christ as we are saying i am not worthless as we're speaking yeah. that truth one it matters that we know the word it matters that we have that when you look at jesus as jesus is tempted and tried in the desert Mm-hmm. You know, it says that he is baptized uh, by John the Baptist. Uh, mm-hmm. You end up having this moment of the Father speaking to him. The Holy Spirit descends upon him, and he starts to walk in the miraculous. Yeah. He goes out into the desert, and he fasts for 40 days and nights. And then the devil appears and tries and tempts him three mm-hmm. different times. And the enemy looks, and he's trying to skew Scripture to him. He's trying to lie to him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus' response is always by knowing the truth of Scripture, mm-hmm. being able to speak yeah. that. And so I just would encourage anybody with any lies that you're dealing with, be willing to look and say, what does the truth of scripture say? And don't hold on to it just as some practical book. Hold on to it as the living word of God trying to speak to you. And also with that, when you have those moments of questioning your value, I just want to encourage you to take time just to pray and say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you choose to be with me. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you choose to walk with me. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you see me as a worthy Mm -hmm. temple to reside in. That might seem like weird words to say that maybe you haven't prayed a lot, but it's moments of affirming to yourself the reality that God has looked at you and He has said you are worth so much that He wants to do mm-hmm. life alongside you. Yeah. And at least for myself, there's been moments that that has been so awe-inspiring yeah. to realize and recognize and helping shift that perspective.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. If you're listening today and you are taking away one thing, I think it's this, the presence of God changes everything. Yeah. And so take time each and every day to be in the presence of the Lord. Um, to ask him to come alongside you. Thank you for joining us today, uh, for having this conversation. We have one more week of this podcast. Next week, we're interviewing Pastor Erica. So make sure you tune in again. It's going to be a great conversation. Thanks for listening to this one. We will see you guys next time.
1: Bye, guys.